Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to the Dads, Beards, Nerds Prime Podcast, episode 92, Anchor's number one nerdy conversational podcast and the podcast where two of us can grow a beard and the other not so much. My name is Anthony. And I'm Tommy. And today we are joined by Luke Strickland. Now, you may not know who Luke is, but you're going to know him soon because he is part of the dev team for Glimish, which is going to be launching very, very soon. Luke, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem. I'm I'm really happy to be here. This could be fun. Uh, so when I first originally, so we'll talk more about Glimish later, but I just want to say that when I first originally saw one of you guys' tweets, maybe like two months ago, I immediately joined the Discord. Uh, I'm not very active on Discord, but I just want to see what it was all about. Uh, I fell in love with what you guys are about and immediately made a profile that day. I I, I cannot express to you how excited I am for Glimish to go live. And for those of for those out there who don't know what Glimish is, can you give us like a quick pitch on it? Yeah, so so Glimish is a brand new streaming platform, uh, very similar to you know Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, that kind of thing. Uh, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to kind of um, make streaming a little bit better for the world. You know, we're trying to make streaming more uh, equal for different content creators. We're trying to make it a little bit more of a level playing field for everyone. But then we're also trying to make sure that we really are doing live streams. You know, we're actually doing sub-second latency video, meaning, you know, what you see is what's actually happening. Yeah. You can comment in real time. Uh, and then we're just trying to be also an open company, trying to make things super transparent, super open to anyone who, want, who wants to learn more. Well, it's awesome. The whole concept, and it's almost like fully realized, which gets me really excited. And I don't even work on your team. I'm just really excited to see this just like come into the world. I see a bunch of people on Twitter going crazy about it, which gets me even more excited for it. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm just excited to jump in day one and check it out and stream and see how it goes. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I'll tell you that. It's going to be totally crazy. Let's hope that that if there are any hiccups, you know, you guys are able to handle those quick. But let's hop into the housekeeping real quick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please check out our news posted Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and an occasional review posted on Saturdays. Check us out at patreon.com slash dadsbirdsnerds where you can become a patron and support the podcast even more. There's tier rewards and all that smooth jazz. Now, let's hop into what we're playing. Luke, what are you playing? So I actually, I was a big World of Warcraft nerd for the longest time, like for mm-hmm. since vanilla, long time. And Shadowlands wasn't, wasn't hitting it for me. So now yeah. I'm playing actually Final Fantasy 14, which I never thought I'd be playing. I thought I'd be wow for life. But then I played Final Fantasy, and it's engaging. It's fun. The characters look awesome. And so now I'm stuck, and I can't. I can't get out. <laughs> it's got you by the balls. Yep. I've heard That's a awesome. lot of really good things about Final Fantasy XIV. It, it's surprising how quiet, like how quiet the audience is. Like I didn't know there were so many people playing. But every yeah. time I log in, there's a queue. Every time I go into the world, there's a ton of people everywhere. It's totally awesome. I feel like it's like the Rainbow Six Siege audience. It's just like mm-hmm. a really, really like core audience that really loves it so much, but isn't like super loud and, and, and you know, uh, like abruptly goatish. Is that goading about it or whatever? There's just a, a community of players that really enjoy playing the game and just play it without having to like go out to the world and say, I play this. Exactly. For uh, sure. So I think we have a lot of friends that of ours, Tommy, that are internet friends that play that. Yeah. We did. And I've looked into it. I just don't have the time for, for multiple games as a service or online MMOs. 
Neither do I. I wish I did, though. Yeah, it's a time sink. And apparently in Final Fantasy XIV, uh, they have, you know, it's normal MMO RPGs as you have a character and, you know, you're a class of some sort, like a warrior, and you have skills. Well, apparently Final Fantasy XIV has jobs. And so you take it one step further and you get to go to work during a normal day to come home and do your jobs also in your MMO. <laughs> That's wild. You got to do your chores. I, yeah. yeah, you don't know what I'm talking about. I used to play World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. I'm like, all right, I got to go do my chores. And like chores, I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta hit up these dailies <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> before before I can have fun. Oh no, I gotta hit up these dailies before I can just go out and farm ore for three hours. And this goal ain't gonna make itself. Yeah. Uh, Luke, are you playing anything else or just that? No, I'm a I'm a boring. I I don't play that many games. I don't have I don't have like a modern computer, so I'm basically stuck with you know last gen games. Uh-huh. I think the last other game I played was. Um, I redownloaded SimCity 2000 uh-huh. and played that a whole bunch, and that's that's about it. Older SimCity is actually a lot of fun. I oh think, yeah, um, a lot of people forget the fun of that. Like I've been playing through Rise of Nations, which was like a, a 2003 uh, real time strategy, and it's mm. it's just as fun as the first day I ever picked it up. But it's so like really bare bones real time strategy. Right. I don't know. There's something about that nostalgia that helps elevate it now. And it runs great on your modern day computer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> runs perfect. It's, it's like playing Dungeons of Dreadmore. You don't really need anything spectacular to play a game like Dungeons of Dreadmore, or, or nor do you need something spectacular to play. You know, like Knights of the Old Republic. Now, right? You... <laughs> All yes. right, Tommy, what are you playing? Uh, of course, I'm playing Destiny since the new season came out uh, last week. Yeah, we're in week two of that, and. I'm enjoying this season more than previous ones Uh solely based off of the fact that I've said it before and I'm sure I'll say it again. Bungie would end a season and then all that content is just gone. They didn't do that this time around the Wrathborn hunts and stuff like that. It still exists. It's still there to do. They just added on to what was already there. Yeah. And, I think that established a well, it removed the like fear of missing out almost. So I still get to experience what I enjoyed from yeah. a few months back. And then also still just going through Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter World specifically. I when does um so you played through the demo of, of Rise, right? Yeah, it was only two hunts. How was it though? Was it good? Uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. It was super smooth. It it very much felt like a a sequel to World, yeah. Compared to uh, a follow up to like Generations Ultimate that was already on the Switch. Yeah. And I I really like that. So I'm super excited for that to come out the end of March. Okay. And that's why I'm playing World, actually. It got you back into it, basically? Yeah, totally did. I forgot how to to fix. Yeah, I totally forgot how to play the Charge Bleed, which was my weapon of choice. And then in the demo, I was like, oh, God, I'm screwed. So I jumped into World to kind of refresh my skills on that. Get you the refreshment course you need. Yeah, pretty Before much. You just riggedy wrecked all, all across the board when you hop back in. 
Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm still trash at Monster Hunter. Nothing's changed there. I just know how to use my weapon. Welcome <laughs> to the club. I, I, I'm like, I've ever played Monster Hunter World and I was like, oh, I like the staff. And then I was like, oh, I can jump. Oh, the bug staff allows me to jump all over the place. And it was like not even hitting anything, but I'm just jumping around while the teammates do all the work. Like, can we get some help? And I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm flying. I'm jumping. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Get some help. I shot a bug at it. What more do you want from me? This weapon sucks. It doesn't really suck. It was a great weapon because if you put the bus and all that. So for anybody who plays Monster Hunter, I know. I know. I get it. <laughs> Fuck, the brontosaurus ain't gonna kill itself. <laughs> Anthony, what have you been playing, bro? Um, let me tell you a little story about a game called Yu-Gi-Oh. It turns <laughs> out it's more than Pot of Greed. Yes, so, yes, it is. Um, so there's 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 pots of pestilence. Uh, there's just normal pots. There's ceramic pots. It's a whole lot of pots in this Yu-Gi-Oh game. Let me tell you guys, and I make these pots battle hard. I throw a pot. I have another pot. They both break. I don't know who won, but I feel great at the end of it. No, I'm just playing. I, I've jumped deep, deep down the Yugi hole. The Yugi hole. <laughs> oh, deep Jesus down the Yugi hole, or the Yugi hole, as I like to call it. You know what I'm saying? I think we found our episode title. It's the, the deep down the Yugi hole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I've been buying a bunch of uh, like boosters. And sets. Uh, thanks to you, Tommy. You actually convinced me, and uh, I've been posting about it all over Twitter and whatnot. And uh, my poor wife, we, uh, she's like, "Do you want to go to Walmart?" She can we go to Walmart? I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And then I gave her this look of like, and she's like, "Yeah, you can get some Yu-Gi-Oh cards." And I was like, "Yes!" So the record convincing is like the wrong word. I never told you to buy Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I don't. No, you, you, you sold me on it, and I got it. Uh, and I, you know what, you know, part of, you know, like part of the reason why I'm buying it, so I can get some you super like fucking, shiny. I just want some super rare card that you don't have, so I can be like, look what I got. You already have it. You already <laughs> have the yes. Alpha Master of Beasts. I don't have that. I did it. I did it. Now I can, <laughs> now I can retire from Yu-Gi-Oh with a perfect win streak. Yep. He doesn't can, know how to play anybody. I like, can take my Kaiba Dragons, my Pots of Greed, fill them up with water, and walk into the sunset, nice and hydrated. Anyways, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, it, it's really fun. I, I'm finding – I have still have absolutely no idea how to play the game. Uh, I'm really enjoying the pull uh, aspect yep. of it, uh, that gambling aspect of it. Uh, I work at a casino, so I don't gamble in, in real life, so Yu-Gi-Oh is how I gamble. Um, what else am I playing? Uh, more Stadia. I, I, I jumped back into Odyssey on Stadia just because it's a way better spot for me to play it. Low times are obviously – significantly less uh if you guys hate low time stadia is where it's at uh what else rocket league obviously auction not included i felt like i hit i've hit a wall and i don't really know what to do next the game has gotten too smart like the game is has surpassed my knowledge cap and now i'm just like keep mining they're like we need air and i'm like i don't know what to do you're gonna die i'm horrible this game i'm so sorry you need Uh, to get back to phoenix rising yeah, I'll, unless I get down steady, I'll, I'm going to be honest with you, I'll never touch that game. <laughs> I told you! This is what was going to happen. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And we were supposed to do a whole podcast on that, which yep. makes that even better. Which makes that even better. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically... 
that's what I've been doing. Yu-Gi-Oh! has actually consumed me. And I, I, I've been like, I got the sleeves and I've been putting all the good cards in the sleeves. And I've been like, <laughs> I've been categor- categorizing all the other cards. And I kind of messed up. I realized that I wasn't keeping cards uh, together based on deck. So I've got a big clump of cards. So today I just started, uh, I put the like plastic little card pack into a sleeve. So I know which cards those, like which set those cards belong to. Uh, but I've got, I do have this, this big old clump. Uh, I'm trying to like more categorize it, but I'm really enjoying it. So yeah, that's what I've been, that's what I've been up to. (laughs) Index cards are your friend for that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Now we're hopping in topics. It's not really going to be like topics one and two. It's going to be more spotlight on, uh, on you, Luke. I want to talk about you and then I want to talk about Glimish, but I want to talk about you first and what got you into basically development because you and, and, and your team, uh, or the team you work with have been developing Glimish. Uh, I'm assuming from the ground up uh, with other resources that were already available. Yeah, I mean we've been we've been at it for about eight months now, um, oh. and you know, software is not thankfully software is no longer built all by yourself. You know, it's, yeah. you build on open source components, components other people have contributed, um, and and so we do have really great libraries that kind of help support us. Yeah, but actually, we we decided to write not only you know, like the, the web application, what you see ourselves, but we also decided to write the FTL piece of it ourselves as well. And that's actually okay. really paid dividends because now it's, you know, it's extremely fast and it's really easy to figure out, you know, what's going wrong, what's breaking, where, where's, oh. where are things happening? Because you guys have developed that code on your own. You've kind of like took the core concept of what FTL was and, and, and built yours to, I'm guessing, to improve upon the existing FTL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You started with, you know, what, what Mixer had with their FTL and then now we're just building out. We're making it a little bit uh, more reliable on certain connections, making it a little bit better for you know, uh, you know, lesser latency connections, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so where did coding start for you? Because this is—is is this something you went to school with, or was this a hobby that just turned out that that you were really good at it and you could do something with it? Because I—we I, all have that friend that is super good at something that they could make into a job, but they just don't because it's a hobby to them. But they're like stupid good at it. Well, was that, the- was that what this was? I'm the stupid hobby into a job immediately kind of kind of person, okay. I think. Because um, I've been a programmer since, I mean, at least for 12 years now or so yeah. uh, professionally. Um, and I think, you know, the, like my first memories of coding are, you remember Neopets? You ever heard of Neopets? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. So back in the day when I was playing Neopets, uh, there was, you know, the, the Neo gold or whatever they call it, the currency in game. And I wanted to be the coolest, like, sixth grader of all time. So I wanted to give myself more Neo points. Oh, that's what it was, Neo points. I wanted to give myself more Neo points and, you know, say that I had more currency than all of my friends. Yeah. And so I figured out how to use my web browser to inspect the page to figure out where the Neo points were being, like, showed to me. And then I changed it into a higher number and screenshotted it so I could of all my friends <laughs> that's <Sorry>. brilliant <laughs> uh so that's that's where it starts right and so then it's just you add on you add on you add on and eventually you're making websites um so it started very young for me and it's something that i've always been like i'm not really good at it i would say yeah. i'm more well versed in it and so I, I can like i can build a whole system but maybe not as deep as you'd expect mm-hmm. that's funny that you bring that up like with neopets was kind of like your intro to coding because uh, MySpace was kind of like my intro yeah. to coding. Um, MySpace, for people who don't know what MySpace is, but when I got into MySpace in like 2006, and then they basically put in, you know, like all the other 
aspects of it. But before that, when it was basically like open source to, you know, make your page look really good. And a lot of people learned how to, what was it, HTML and whatnot mm-hmm. off of yeah. that and made these wild, just extravagant MySpace pages that they were able to go in and code, like all, like legitimate coding. And it turned into um, like a really like lucrative job for people doing uh, like making band profiles and page mm. profiles for people. Uh, and people were making money off of that, which was bonkers. But some people were making some of the just the wildest MySpace pages and selling those ideas. And then there were also the open source MySpace pages to make your your right. MySpace look cool and all that. But it, yeah, that's it's funny how something so small and 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 you would think that just doesn't matter could you know open that door for you in a way that would you know bring you to the point to where Glimish is is it is an actual like t- almost tangible internet thing you know yeah you start with one and you build onto it and you build onto it and you build on it and eventually you have you know a real skill set and I think you know even those the the MySpace you know coders back in the day. You know, they're just the earliest like web designers, right? And now they're designing web pages and making yeah. websites. And I think it's just super cool how that, like, a ho- it all starts with the hobby, right? You take a yeah. hobby, you continue getting good at it, and then you decide if the hobby is your job or your hobby still. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's so wild that that websites in that kind of like 2000 to 2010 <laughs> time span inadvertently like set people up for job opportunities and and i mean some of those people didn't even want to do it they were they were they were like learning without knowing they were learning which is so awesome and they all looked awful i mean like we considered them really good at the time like wow that glitter background was super super awesome now i mean it's terrible it's it's awful now well that that tail end uh, like 2010 uh, the band i was in we had a guy uh I, i think his name was augie and he was from mexico and he was making us just the most solid and for free by the way myspace uh band pages and it was just like holy shit and then i don't know if he ever did anything with that but it was still like damn like myspace was i think was really ahead of its time when it came to that but let's get off myspace we're back to glimish so you've been doing this you said 12 years professionally yeah it's been a long time um what so when the, the idea for Glimish came in came into your mind, where was there a core group of friends that you kind of you know friends or acquaintances and said you know like you know let's make a streaming website and then they were on or did you, did it take some convincing for them or was it something that you and friends have been talking about for a couple of years now because I mean Twitch's popularity just blew up it seems in the times there was like a year where all of a sudden it was everybody was on Twitch all of a sudden whereas before it felt like it was not as known you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were tiers with Twitch, right? It started off with Justin TV yeah, and then it was like an early Twitch. And then it was like, you know, the Twitch, you know, now, which is huge, you know, huge conglomerate. Um, I think, you know, for me, um, Glimish was, it was very hard to get started, but then once the ball was rolling, once like, you know, the snowball was going on the hill, it really kept going. Um, when we started off, you know, it was, it was actually me, and I asked my girlfriend to help. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, I am, you know, normally this, you know, awkward introvert, you know, coder, right? And so I need help with social media. I need someone to help come and, and be like the face and the voice of, of, of Glimish. Yeah. And she thankfully stepped up and started really busting her butt. And suddenly, you know, we had 10 followers, 50 followers, 100 followers. And then we were able to find, you know, like the R Mixer subreddit. We were able to find uh, different Twitter groups that really started to grow that following. And then all of a sudden people just poured out to not only want to help build Glimish, to help yeah. build 
you know, designs for it, but people who wanted to help build the technology stack for it, uh, you know, and, and people who helped actually bring FTL in itself to Glimish because we weren't always FTL. Before FTL, we were actually using some other piece of software uh, that did something very similar, but it wasn't Mixer's FTL. And so yeah. they were passionate about it. They brought it in and they've been working on it and now we're launching with it. So it's really been it. a, a long tail, but it's it's really worked out. So I think one of the things, I think, to be honest, I think Glimish is getting like your launch date and everything is, it feels kind of like right place, right time for me. Cause I, I feel like there's a lot of Twitch is really dropping the ball and I don't mean to bring Twitch up. This is all about Glimish, but I, I'm going to use them as reference here in certain points in, in, in our chat. Cause I mean, we all see Twitch is dropping the ball. They're not transparent. There's a lot of weird stuff going on behind the scenes. They do one thing, but then don't do another, but then showcase something that is absolutely remedial to the, you know, to the big picture. And I feel like you, and, and there are other streaming sites, but you never really hear anybody talking about them. What you've got D live and then you've got like two others. And then yeah. what one's also like a stream site slash campsite mixed into one, which to be honest, I think is a great idea. <laughs> and and, and I, I wish someone would have done that sooner. But I feel like Glimish, you guys are really riding a lot of hype right now. I see a lot of people talking about you. I see a lot of, you know, like streamers that are ready to switch platforms, but have a bigger following talking about you. And a, a lot of people really excited about it. There's a lot of buzz. People already talking, oh, I hit a hundred followers on Glimish. So I just... I think you guys are getting in at really the right place, right time when it comes to it. Like people, a lot of people are fed up with Twitch and they want something that's that that's better. And it seems from everything I've seen with you guys, especially with your core value of transparency, that that you could definitely be something that I'm not saying is going to give Twitch a run for their money right at this moment, but in due time could be one of those direct competitors. Yeah, I think we're really going to capture um, a really loyal following. You know, that's going to be our first bread and butter. The people who already are willing to give us a try, they're going to be the ones who kind of really help us get a, a start, get a momentum. Yeah. And then just like any product, you know, in the world, you don't want to use, like, you don't want to rely your business on it when it's brand new. You have to make sure it, it will exist. You have to make sure it's something serious. And then over time, you start to trust it more and more. And so we're here to build up that trust and really start to kind of grow it. For sure. Like, you don't really want to just, like, burn out the flame immediately yeah well we don't want to compete against twitch immediately because what that will do is we'll just be wasting our time targeting the wrong audience when we have streamers right in front of us who are willing to give us a try yeah i think that uh there's just something especially with you guys using you know existing uh was it ftl or even improving upon that that was the one thing a lot of people really loved about mixer was the fact that that it was if you put in a message the streamer saw that message right away and responded right away yeah. as opposed to a you know a 15 second delay or whatever the exact delay is on Twitch. I think that's smart. I think that's great. And it really allows the streamer uh, to be a lot more personable or at least come off more personable because they're answering it right away. Yeah, and I think it, it also gives you a chance for a lot of unique and innovative experiences. I think you know part of the problem with uh, all of these like experiments, like Twitch plays Pokemon, right, is that... Um, it's the latency is just so high. It's hard to do anything. And it's like, you have to, you, you start to learn the latency that way you can type and, you know, get your next message ready. That way, you know, when it's, the bot's going to hit it. And I think if we can start to really drive down that latency and make it just like this video call or, you know, audio call that we're having, yeah. then we're going to be able to really create those engaging live experiences. And we're going to be able to do something brand new with streaming that you know, no one's ever even seen before. Well, one thing I'm really excited for is I really am excited one day to see 
when you bring up Streamlabs and you choose which which platform you want to do, you're you're natively on Streamlabs as opposed to just having to pull the the, the what was it the uh, the stream key or whatnot. Yeah, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be interesting. So we're actually already in in OBS. So okay. the actual uh, you know the the OBS Studio version, um, and we've been discussing with Streamlabs trying to get added to that. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, they're uh, you know, we run into this issue with other companies that we try to work with where they say, oh, you're doing something awesome, but come back to us later. Come back to us when you've launched. Come back to us when you're at a certain size. And, and Streamlabs is unfortunately the same way. Almost sort of like come come back to us when your proof of concept has been going for a year, basically. It's trust, right? You, you yeah. make sure they're not going to waste dev resources to implement you, be, <clears throat> you know, before you stop existing, right? It could take eight months for them to implement you. And if you don't exist in eight months, they wasted their time. 100%. Yeah. I, I get that. But... Yeah, I, yeah. When you when you can prove that proof of concept that you know, the, then then the proof is in the pudding, and they really have no choice. Once you're building up that 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 user base, and it's going up, going up, going up every month, and they kind of yeah. have no choice but to recognize you and throw glimish into that. Yeah, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna help that along. Uh, so they actually sent us their, um, you know, this is Streamlabs in particular. They sent us their like future request portal, and mm-hmm. we're already on there. Nice. We have like 20 votes right now. We're going to tweet it probably tomorrow or the next day and see how many how many votes we can get there to okay. get that process out. Now, one thing I want to say that I think is brilliant, and I've said this before, and I've said this is what Twitch should be doing, is the fact that you guys can have a you can have a sub button on your on on your stream, regardless of your follower account, and all of it's based off as your bank verification. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's based off of bank verification, mm-hmm. but also. We can't support every country right now, so it's only yeah. a certain list of countries. But it's the concept of having this sub button. Let's just say from day one. I understand mm-hmm. it's not necessarily day one, but it's as fast as your bank can verify you with, I guess, whatever it is on your end. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I think on any streaming site, everybody should have an option for that sub button right away because not only does it allow the streamer to make money, but it allows the website to make money right away and utilize that as a form of you know monetization and a form of support to help you guys build out whatever else you want to build. I think that's that's brilliant. Um, I w- always thought it was really weird to have this weird, like sort of gamonizing the sub button when you could initially be making money off the sub button for the site and for for the business right away. Yeah, yeah you create exclusivity. Well, I just don't think there's anything, some people might try to say, Oh well, they just want to make money. It's like, yeah, we're <laughs> we're, we're, we're a business. Of course, we want to make money because it, money allows us in order to, you know, hire on more people. Uh, it allows us to tap into more assets that we wouldn't have, have had before. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that that a company coming out and being like, yeah, you can have this from day one. You know, we both prosper off of this is super smart, and it makes so much sense that I don't know why other sites don't do this. Yeah. And for us, it's, it's that one step further, you know, we're bootstrapped. Like there, there's no investor behind us paying for it all and, and providing their bankroll for us to exist. So when you start streaming on day one, you're costing money, you know, you're, you're spending bandwidth, you're spending server resources on you, the streamer. Yeah. And so our, you know, we want to give you a sub button because we want you to help pay for that bill. We want you to yeah. help actually pay for that server. That way we can keep existing. Right. Cause that's the whole point is we need to keep existing to provide you a great platform so why would we hold the sub button back from you? Yeah, yeah. I I think that's I think it's brilliant. I was actually one of the things that sold me on you guys was I saw that. I think that was one of the first that and FTL were like two of the first things that I really mm-hmm. saw on what you guys were doing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent like I get it. One hundred percent. It makes one hundred percent sense. 
and and then I made my profile. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> plus, uh, you know what? When a new streaming uh, like site comes in or a new social media site, I do um, have that tendency to go secure my screen name regardless of whether I'm going to use it or not, just to lock yeah. it in, you know? Yep. But you guys do have a really helpful uh, like fact on the site. And it, it's, I mean, it, a, anybody can go in there and find out exactly what they want to know from it. And you guys are completely transparent. Now, was it, a, I understand every site wants to be transparent, but we've seen streaming sites, we've seen social media sites that somewhere along the line, <clears throat> they lose that transparency. And it could be based off of, you know, bigger, you know, bigger pockets or bigger hands having a piece of that pie or having their hand in the pocket. And I think with you guys, like you said, being bootstraps on the ground, it does allow you to be as transparent as possible without hurting the shareholders. Yeah, well, and it, it's actually part of our uh, core company mm-hmm. org structure. We're actually what's called an open company, uh-huh. which is we're still a you know a traditional corporation, an Inc. Right, but we are an open company because we choose to make things public by default and then private if they need to be. Right, so gotcha. normal companies, it's private by default unless it needs to be public. Mm-hmm. Where they're inverse, so things like our financial statements, things like our code, things like our marketing decisions, things like our business decisions, those are all public by default. You can read them in our Discord. You can see them on our, our blog. You can, you can view them. And then if there is anything that's, you know, of course, uh, like our launch date, right? We knew that a couple weeks in advance, but we wanted to make sure it was something real. And so we didn't want to tell anyone to get them, you know, falsely excited before it's actually real. So we kept that private until the launch date. So we just kind of use our discretion. And it's, it's for us, it's, you know, transparency is not just a buzzword. It's not just something that we just say to you know, check the box for you, the user. It's yeah, what we do. We're an open company. When did this turn into something that you knew was like, oh shit, like, okay, now we're getting the hype. Like this is, this is something legit. Like there's no turning back. When did that, when, when did that moment like click in your head? Was it halfway through developing when you're like, okay, we are so far through this that there's literally no turning back. And now like we're getting this done, whether it kills us. Like, when was that moment for you? Because that moment for me watching you guys do this was when all of a sudden I hopped into the Discord and saw all this hype. And then I'm seeing more and more people sign up and sign up, sign up. And I'm like, oh, they got something on their hands here. They got something. I think, um, so I, I knew that this was the right, the, the, sto- the quick story here is that back in the day, back at eight months ago, seven months ago, we did a first ever um, kind of, um, tech test. You know, we, we actually had a real charity stream that we did and yeah. we had uh, a streamer that hosted that. And uh, we, we anonymously selected the streamer out of like a group of several. And when we picked him, we actually creeped in his stream immediately after, you know, the stream he was doing the, the next hour or whatever. And we, uh, we waited for him to talk about it because we knew he would. And he, the way he, the way he described Glimish to his viewers, to his audience and the excitement and the passion and the hope he had in his voice, that was the moment that I knew that this was the right thing to do. I actually looked at my, my girlfriend and I said, why would I want to do anything else? Yeah. And then to answer the second part of your question, I think responsibility is what comes into play there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just today I maybe realized that uh, Glemish is actually meeting significant traction now. We went... I mean, we gained a thousand followers in like 48 hours. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. And so, and so now it's, it's real responsibility. Um, and so today I think it was when, you know, we made the, like, it wasn't a decision, but we just said, yes, this is the right choice. Let's yeah. Carry it through. 
Uh, yeah, I don't want you to think that that I'm hyping you up to, to hype you up for the podcast sake. I'm I'm legitimately really excited about this. I have told people at work really at, at my at, at my job that has nothing to do with any of this about Glimish that stream. Like I, I've been, I I talked to my wife about this. I'm just really excited to finally have another option for streaming that isn't Twitch and that feels like a good spot to go as opposed to like I'm gonna be honest. D Live has always felt like a bootleg Twitch. Like I don't want to stream on a bootleg site. I don't want to stream on YouTube because I, I don't want to have to meet YouTube's monetization requirements, which are ridiculous if you're not making actual content, if you're only streaming. And then it's just, and then I find you and I'm like, this is exactly what I want. And I check out the site and I'm like, this site looks really good. I, I joined the discord and I kind of check you guys out on Twitter and I'm like, okay, like I've said already, and I feel like I'm just like a broken record, but I'm fanboying right now. And just kind of like, this is exactly what, what I want. This is what I want. And from that day, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm locked in. Yeah, I feel it. Now, uh, how did you assemble the team? So you said it was, it was you and your girlfriend at first. And then when did you start actually acquiring like other people to come into the project and help you out? Yeah. So we're, we're very, um, self-motivating. Yeah. Um, so we, we actually, we very much have a volunteer force. Uh, at the moment, you know, no one is getting any form of salary because there's literally no, you know, salary to write. There's, yes, no, money the, to there's no money coming in <laughs> yet. Right. Um, and of course, hopefully we can over time make sure that that changes, make sure that the people who are dedicating their time to building a platform are paid fairly and equally for that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, right now it's like sometimes you have to pay actually to help contribute. You know, if you want to be on the team, uh, we need you to have a subscription to make sure that this this tool works or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and so that's the joke anyway. But uh, it, it kind of started, like I mentioned before, it started really, um, you know, the people joined the Discord. They said, hey, what are you what are you doing here? What is this? And then, you know, we talked to them about it and then like, oh, how can I help? Right. And yeah. then more so often than not, it wasn't even like, you know, how can I help? It was like, hey, I made this thing for you already ready to go here. You can own the rights to it. Use it on the website. Like that's how we got, you know, I don't know if you know about our Glim Drops, but our Glim Drops are like our, our mascot. They're our, our site type of like avatar. And yeah. they're like little tiny blue droplets. They all have their own personality. That was completely community contributed. And every single Glim Drop has been community, uh, you know, community designed and donated to us. That's like, a phenomenal name, by the way. Glim Drops? Yeah, Glim Drops. There's a whole bunch of Glim related things. Don't worry. Um, I think one of my favorite things about your guys' Discord is the actual dev tab and how often you guys are in there responding to people. Oh, yeah. I That's that's actually the first place I ever asked, like, can, do one of you want to come on my podcast? And it wasn't like, okay, two days later, I got a response. It was like probably 30 minutes tops. And I was like, yeah. oh, shit, they actually responded. Here we go. <laughs> then you and I got in the contact. I'm pretty sure I messaged someone who isn't even a dev. But they still sent me like in the right direction, which was great. I thought they were the person I was talking to. And then I messaged them and I was like, I don't know if that's the dev. <laughs> I was like, but I'm going to roll with it because they seem to be in this Discord a lot. And if it's not them, they can at least point me in the right direction. Yeah. And then I got into contact with you. But it's just, uh, yeah, I, you guys' Discord seems very user-friendly. There are a lot of Discords that feel very uh, uh, like discombobulated. Like There's a lot of clutter there. And your guys is for everything you have in here, it feels like everything's in the right place uh, that you need to see right away at the top. 
Yeah. And then, and then as you go down, you know, you get into the more niche little spots here and there, but I just want you to know that you guys' discord is solid. The placement of everything, the tabs, and it, it feels very user-friendly and you guys feel, you guys feel very, Glimmers feels very user-friendly. I feel like if I had an issue and I contacted you guys, it would be resolved pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely. We have a, we have a bugs channel that will live fix bugs for people whenever they have them. Fucking love it. This That's is awesome. why, this is why I'm so excited. <laughs> Well, why? Because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to fix a bug for a user yeah. in real time? You get it done, you get it out of the way, and you're good to go. It's just, uh, and I feel like you guys. Smart. So, actually, okay, I've had this on my mind. I got to ask this question: the um, you guys is basically dev meetings that you've been live streaming. Is that uh, double not only as a like a like a, like a meeting between minds of, of people who work there, but also as a not necessarily a stress test, but a way for you to work out any bugs live. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, okay, okay, I knew yeah. it. Yeah, because we, we actually host two streams regularly. The first one is what we call Glim Movies, mm -hmm. which is a 24-7 uh, you know, attribution video stream. And it's basically just movies that you can watch that are Creative Commons uh, attributed. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's to test, like, longevity, right? Can, can we host a stream for 365 days? And then our team meetings are actually a way for us to stress test um, not only viewership, you know, how many people can watch one stream, but also uh, allow us to test new features that we're trying to roll out. So, you know, two weeks ago, everyone who was watching our stream was funneled into one computer and they're all watching from that one computer. And then last stream, we actually split them out between seven different regions in the world. Mm -hmm. And so all the viewers went to their right homes and it was a really great way to test that out. That's awesome. Now, uh, do you guys have... I just maybe I haven't looked hard enough, but is there going to be a roadmap coming or is there already a roadmap made other than, other than the launch, which I mean, is coming up, you know, <laughs> March 2nd is close. Yeah. Um, we actually have an alpha roadmap, so we can't think any more out than alpha right now, yeah. but we have a three phase alpha roadmap. The first phase is right now. So we're building it and we're going to launch it on the second. Okay. Of March. The second is more like a, a forgotten features thing that things that you know you know you want in a streaming platform that we just didn't have time to build yet. Yeah. And then the third is really focused on we call it sharing is caring. And it's really focused on things like clips. It's focused on things like social media sharing. It's focused on anything that can help get the word of Glimish out. Yeah. That way we can continue growing the site. Yeah, definitely. Um, is there a place where people can find that roadmap or is it yeah. just at, at the Glimish site or on your Twitter or it'll be, uh, the, the Glimish TV site and then click on more and then blog and it'll be on the blog kind of at the bottom. And for, we need everybody... to do a better job at making that. <laughs> we'll have all the links as well in the show notes, but for everybody who's wondering, it's, it's glimish.tv. That's G L I M E S H.tv. And that's the actual website where you can, uh, you know, sign up, get in there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm just. I'm just really excited now. Now, real fast, I want to know what what has been a really weird bug or a small roadblock you ran into that you never even thought possible. I would say the, the weirdest bug that's at the top of my mind is, um, and I mean something I, where you were like, I didn't even know that could happen. Well, we've we okay. We had a couple of good FTL bugs. Mm -hmm. uh, one that I can think of is you know. 
Um, we, we had the Glim Movies live stream, which is yeah. a movie. So you got audio, which is the movie's audio, right? And you've got the video, which is the movie's video. Of course, that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. And normally with audio and video, they're in sync. So when I'm talking, you can see my face. My mouth is moving at the right speed. There was a problem with, uh, with Glim Movies for a while um, where the video would get so out of sync with the audio huh. that it was like, there's minutes behind. It was like it was whole minutes. <laughs> wow! And so you'd be watching the movie, and they would be. It would literally be a different movie, and you could hear, like, you could see a completely different movie. So we have uh, this this movie about a bunny, and this movie about uh, people who are in space or something. And so like it was space audio with bunny movie. It was just like what the heck <laughs> was that bunny movie? Watership Down? No, it's it's called Big Buck Bunny. Okay. I'm like, oh, you're, hey guys, we're gonna watch a movie tonight. One of the most fucked up cartoon movies I've ever seen in my life. Watership Down. No, we we only have a couple of movies that we can legally stream. Yeah, uh, and so we're kind of. But anyways, the the bug was actually my just home internet connection. Uh, literally had like I was going across Wi-Fi, and there was some really weird like packet loss. Yeah, and so it was just it was just terrible. That's great. That's. <laughs> All because you were running it, you were running it natively through your computer. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's you, how we tested it. And you said you got an older computer too, so that probably wasn't helping either. Yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> really good computer from eleven years ago. Yeah. So one last question: what is some what is it that you hope to accomplish with with Glimish? Obviously, there's transparency. It's kind of in your guys' core values. But what's 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 the goal here? I I not I'm not talking about money, but you obviously have been on other streaming sites, seen other streaming sites to the point to where you were like, I don't like how that works. This is what I envision. Like, what do you want people to take away from Glimish at the end of the day after the launch? I really think the the mid to long-term goal of Glimish, you know, not in like a business focus, yeah. is, is really, <clears throat> it's, it's asking why, you know, why do we do it this way and how can we do it better about everything? Uh-huh. When, when you go on existing streaming websites, it's extremely focused around, um, you know, gamification. It's extremely focused around hype of existing streams. It's focused around these streamers who have millions and millions of viewers who are admittedly very funny, but millions of millions of viewers and asking why and how we can do it better, right? Making something that's a little bit more equal, a little bit more fair for everyone, giving people the right tools the first time. That way they can actually put their skills, you know, put their talent and skills to the test instead of some arbitrary, you know, definition of success. Yeah. I think that's, that's what I really want to play out here. That's what I really want to see. I want to, I want to see what happens in an environment where people are given those tools. How can they succeed? Perfect. Now the launch launch one more time is March 2nd. Uh, Now, is it going to be a, you know, every time zone is going to have its own launch or is it going to go launched at one time for everywhere? No. So what we're doing is, um, we're, so it's going to launch on March 2nd yes. at 11 a.m. Eastern, which is GMT minus five Okay. Uh, for anyone who can do that math in their head. Um, and what we're actually going to do is it'll be like a snap of the fingers live for everyone. Now, uh, the real <laughs> test comes right after that. <laughs> we, we expect that there's going to be some issues, right? Oh, yeah. Letting everyone go live all at the same time is going to just be a whole headache anyway. That's great, um, though, because you, you like rip that Band-Aid off, and now you can see exactly where, where, where the flaws are and knock it out even fa- like Exactly. It gives you a better idea of where you need to plug those holes. 
Exactly. That's why we're launching an alpha. That's why we keep saying over and over again, like, hey, we're going to launch equally and fairly to all of you. But uh, I would expect the the middle worst and hope for the you know best. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to we're going to do that. And we're also going to host a uh, I think we're calling it like the Glemish show or something. I don't know. The Glem show. Ooh, we could do that. Um, and <laughs> what it will be is it'll be a, a pre-stream that essentially starts at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh-huh. And we're going to start streaming. We're going to like basically hype up the launch, prepare for the launch, have the countdown on the screen. Oh, I was about to say countdown. We're doing a yeah, countdown? countdown. Of course. Of course. Love and it. then like I'll hit the button live on the screen and then hopefully people will go off. And then after that, what we'll do is we'll not only monitor, you know, we'll browse the website, see how everyone's doing, make sure yeah. everything's good. But we'll also interview different streamers from each of our categories to, mm. to see, you know, what brings them to Glimish, where you can check out their stream and really start to kind of drum up that whole community engagement. Now, obviously, I hope the launch goes smooth. I hope there are no issues. That's in a perfect world. But, you know, uh, what was it? Hope for the best, expect for the worst. I just hope that that, that the people coming in are are, are are nice about it because people can be really fucking shitty. It, it's really clear that you guys, I don't like your core values are something that I really resonate with and I really love and enjoy. So you, you have me regardless. Your site could be down for the first two months after this launch and I'll still be on board. I don't care. Like I'll follow you guys to the ends of the earth. I'm, I'm on the glimmer's train. Choo choo. And we're fucking going. But uh, I just want to say concepts. Amazing. I can't wait for it to go live. I can't wait for it for you guys to kind of like realize that as well. I bet this is something where you're all just really antsy for it. Cause we're close where what, uh, what's this nine, seven, we're like 10 a little days over away. a week. Yeah. So I, I really hope it all goes smooth. Uh, I really, really appreciate you coming on the chat about it. Um, I would imagine that, that, uh, you guys are going everywhere to kind of garner up hype for it, but you know, I appreciate you coming to our smaller podcast and, and chit chatting with us now. Where can everybody find find anything related for you and anything related for Glimish, anything you want to shout out? Yeah, for sure. The easiest way, the, the golden rule of thumb for Glimish social media is it is mm-hmm. twitter.com slash Glimish, G-L-I-M-E-S-H, facebook.com slash Glimish, youtube.com slash Glimish, discord.gg slash Glimish. You know, it's, it, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be somewhere you know. Uh, of course, check out our website, glimish.tv, G-L-I-M-E-S-H.tv, and you'll have all of our socials there. Cool. I'll also have them all in the show notes. By the way, real quick, great name. It's it's so, yeah. it, it's so a weird name, but it's weird in the best way because people are like, Glimish? Like, you it's, can't forget that. I couldn't exactly. forget that. It's yep. kind of catchy. You know, it's super catchy, but it's so, like, it's so nuanced and weird that it's perfect because you can't, like, I remember the first time I read it, and I didn't even have to look it up. I was like, Glimish. Oh, I'm sharing the site. I was like, what's it called? Oh, Glimish. Like, it's a perfect name. It's so, it's so, like, it's so weird. It, it's it's perfect. It's so beautiful. And I love it. Yeah, we've gotten some criticism on the name. But I think what we go back to is give it a little bit of time, even if you hate it. And we guarantee you'll love it. No, the name's perfect. I think one of the other times I could remember it, I said, Gilgamesh, Glimish. Hey, there you go. You got it. Also, Gilgamesh from like all my Final Fantasy days and stuff like that. But oh, yeah, yeah I, I did a little word association with it. All right, uh, Luke, once again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate you coming on, uh, chit-chatting with us on this. And we're just, well, I know I am. Tommy probably is excited too. I'm obviously more more on this. Yeah, train. I, I, <laughs> I'm excited to follow this and see where it goes because it sounds, it sounds super cool, especially to see a streaming platform kind of launch from the ground up when most of them are already established at this point 
you, you just don't see that. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Perfect. It's awesome. It's going to be great. We wish you nothing but the best. We hope you're, that your launch goes good, Luke. Thank you. All right, let's hop on that outro, and then we'll be done with it. As always, if you like, support the podcast, and listen, you can kiss Tommy on the, on the lips at his uh, website, and check out his OnlyFans. Then check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation at 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 per month. You can cancel that at any time. Next up, find us on all social medias at dadsbeardsnerds. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dadsbeardsnerds. And if you'd like that link to our sweet and saucy Discord, you can find it in the show notes for every show that we release and produce or our Twitter bio. I've still not put it in there, so you ain't finding it there. And if you do, tell me how. Anyways, I'm Anthony. And I'm Tommy. And this has been Luke Strickland from Glimish. Check them out March 2nd when they launch at, uh, what was it? It was uh, 11 a.m. Eastern.